Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. All you crazy cool people. I am um, Suzanne. That's who I am. <laughs> and I have Mackenzie with me, my youngest daughter, Mackenzie Manning, soon to be Mackenzie Ream. Mm-hmm. Yes, this August 7th, Mackenzie is going to say I do mm-hmm. to her fella. And we're super <laughs> excited. We've been up to our eyeballs in wedding planning mm-hmm. and, and we have her in town. And Macy's like, hey, hey, Kenzie's amazing. You need to get her on some podcast. And I think you've got a list of like 10 you're supposed to do, but I think we'll only get to this mm-hmm. one. But pre-wedding. This mm-hmm. one's pre-wedding. And so we're super excited to share with you. What we want to talk about is the just the power of play. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's the perfect time for us to talk about this because we're right in the middle of summer, literally halfway. We've already had a month of summer. It's halfway through July. And so what do we do in the summer but we play? at home all day long. And sometimes I think even as mamas, we get tired of all the play, you know, or we get caught up in the, no, we need to work more and play less. And so I just want to talk about that, that while our kids are not, while our kids are not in school and they are practicing their play muscles, I actually loved it. I love summertime when when y'all could just play, when you could go up into the game room. We had one just giant room in the last house that we were in that was just a constant dollhouse or a constant playhouse or a constant, and when the boys got bigger, it was a Lego minefield is what it was. Um, and I love that where they would just play all day and they would come down and eat and they would go back and play again. Um, but I think sometimes as parents, we think that play is, oh, play. Oh, just go play. All you do is ever play. Mm-hmm. And what Kinsey's learning is, and she's going to share with us, is that play is actually very powerful for mm-hmm. our kids. It's formative, and it's, um, it's a lot more than just play to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just took a class this last semester called Play Therapy. And the reason why I took this class is so I can work with kids in the profession I wanted to go into, which is counseling. And the main theme or mantra of play therapy is that with children, play is their language and toys are their words. And so actually when your kids play, they are trying to communicate and articulate what is going on inside of them and around them. And so as you see your kids playing, you are watching them articulate what's happening in their little minds so that's just a little nugget slash anthem to say to yourself as your kid is playing that oh this is their language and the toys that i give them are actually giving them vocabulary to Mm. play with yeah and so what just talking about toys specifically what should kids play with what's Kids should play with so many different things, but (laughs) is the word I comes to mind. If you look up play therapy, there are multiple different categories of toys, which this is way more on the therapy counseling side than the like normal play of our kids. Yeah, Yeah. but in that, 
it's really helpful for them to have toys that they see in everyday life. And so having like cash registers and dolls and a plethora of different kinds of dolls and cars and things that they see often because they will use them to express and process what they're seeing in the world as they play with these different toys and having different animals are really helpful and all of the different Wait, like real animals or stuffed animals both any of it you can that's where creativity gets to come in i use different words than macy madeline and molly do and so i can use different toys than they do and so it's even mm-hmm. helpful to take them through the toy section and say what do you want to get so then they can even start articulating to you in the toy section these are the toys that I want to speak with these are the toys that I communicate through well and I think about um like Truett and Sebastian our grandsons Mm -hmm. right now and Truett is all about the sports and any sports even if if I take him to the store anything that I buy him it's it's we always come home with a ball and he's Mm -hmm. got 50 balls but he comes because that's the language that he's the most confident in the most comfortable Mm -hmm. and that's where he loves it he'll go from from basketball to baseball to softball to hockey to golf I mean all within a 10 minute range Mm -hmm. and then contrast that with Sebastian Sebastian is all about the little people and the characters and the in the in the in the uh, vehicles and you put the things Mm -hmm. in there and he makes the the helicopter sound and the Mm -hmm. fire truck sound and he does all the different things and Mm so that's just interesting to even think that that's their language Mm -hmm. and with that too as they play with each other Sebastian starts to love the balls that Truett plays with and then Truett loves to play with the trucks that he plays with and they like mutually share in the appreciation of the toys and the words that they've used in their own homes as they share with each other Wow, and so you're, that's how they build their little vocabulary and yet mm-hmm. grow stronger is even in that community and interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. And so even just parents out there as you're um, listening that inviting a kid over to play or inviting a cousin over or somebody that's mm-hmm. outside of what your children have collected as their toys and their vocabulary to expand mm-hmm. that, to have somebody else come play with them. That's good. And so how... Um, how can kids play well? What is mm. what does that look like? Because I feel like that sometimes when y'all were little, I would send you up there and all you would do is fight and argue mm. and complain or you would come downstairs and say the sentence, mommy, I'm bored, mm-hmm. what, what can we do? And so how do kids, how do we encourage kids to play well? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. I think it starts with s- stewarding respect and that's one side of it and then also you playing with them too Mm. and so all the mamas are going what okay (laughs) tell us the value of that yeah the value of playing with your kids is that they don't know what they don't know Mm. and so you coming and giving them your attention them saying that they're bored is probably meaning I want to spend time with you. I want to connect with you. I want to know you. You are busy. So I want, which goes back to the first idea, is this idea of mutual respect. Mm. Of As the parents, we often rule our children's lives. I don't have kids. You own your children's (laughs) lives. Um, And so with that, there's not this mutual respect of you can choose things, I can choose things. You're a human. I'm a human. And so with that, they often get bored because they don't feel like they have autonomy of what they can do and being creative in their places. And so how you can steward autonomy is by 
coming into their little world and speaking their language and playing with their and using their words in order to help them know oh I didn't even know that I could play with this word in this way I didn't even Mm -hmm. know that I could use this toy in this way wow my mom my dad are incredible and they have so many words and so many ways of doing things and then it starts to build this respect of wow you choose to come and speak my words okay I'll speak your words whenever I actually know them whenever I get older and so that's the value of playing with your kids and I would recommend using the word in this space you get to choose Mm. because there's so many spaces that you're making decisions for them like put your shoes on eat this go to bed brush your teeth and so you're telling them what to do all the time and so you're saying that when the kids when you're in when you join your kids world which Mm -hmm. is what we're talking about joining them in their play and their Mm -hmm. work um, to let them run the show let them Mm -hmm. lead yeah, and simply saying the statement of like, hey, actually you get to choose could be something they've never heard before in their whole life. <laughs> and so what? look at what happens in them. Like yeah. they might feel this like distraught of like, oh, I don't know how to do that. You make all my decisions. And if you see that happening, that's going to happen when they're 25 too. And so, <laughs> so you want to start today in a very safe environment for them to make a decision and even see the consequence of their decision. And so before you go into lecture mode too, instead play it out with them and see what happens mm. at the end of it. And Another side note is parents who have more than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids, I would recommend playing intentionally with each of your kids to Mm. some degree in some way to figure out their language because you can work a lot less if you actually know how to communicate with your kids. And that's why it's so valuable to play with them when they're two, three, four, five, because you're picking up their language and knowing how to communicate with them. Wow, I love that, that you're speaking their language. And so that's the, that's what I was thinking about as well is that I don't, I I know I played with Molly and Madeline, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I played with the rest of you. I think that one, then I just kind of passed it on. I had my older kids play with the younger kids, Mm -hmm. but I'm very much playing with my grandkids now. And so to even just think through that and go, oh, wow, mom, I mean, I, Suzanne talking to myself and then mom talking to you and dad talking to you, that it is valuable to mm-hmm. take that time. And sometimes I think that we're, I mean, I know for me, I was busy running around. When y'all talk to me about my being a mom, you're like, I just saw you, you're busy mom. You're mm-hmm. always cooking dinner or doing the laundry or doing something all the time. And so I appreciate and value that you're saying something different, Kins. You're saying stop and play mm-hmm. individually with each of your kids because it's it's more than just play to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most likely if your children are coming down because of an argument often, it's because they're not speaking each other's language. And so if you understand, oh, this is how this kid articulates things. Oh, this is how this, this is what this kid values. This kid cares about this. Then you can teach each other, hey, actually, Michael really likes it whenever he wins. And so, yeah, that makes sense that he's sad because you beat him five times in a row. Yeah. So how can we set it up to where he can win because he likes that? You know, and like speaking into it more than just like, stop arguing, get over yourselves. It's like, no, actually they're playing is teaching them how to manage conflict with their siblings. And so figure out what the kid actually cares about and then respond, not just punishing the older child or getting onto the younger one for complaining, but looking at what are you trying to say through your play right now and how can we figure it out? Oh, that's so good. And so I want to go back to circle back around a little bit to independent play. How do we, I mean, we, you talked about the value of his, 
value of us as moms and dads playing with our kids, engaging mm-hmm. with them. I know that Don would come home from work every day and go out in the front yard and y'all would play soccer or you would mm-hmm. play basketball or anything to interact with each other. But what what about those times that we got to get something done as a mm-hmm. mom? How do we encourage that independent play mm-hmm. so that our kids are a success and they're in their world and they're building mm-hmm. their vocabulary? What is it that we do mm-hmm. to encourage that? Yeah, so you are the main culture setter for your children. And so the environment that you set is what they live in, which feels like no duh. But knowing that it it's okay for them to get bored. Mm Mm-hmm that's okay that's actually what did i hear the other day that creativity comes out of boredom <laughs> yes right? i mean yes. And so boredom is actually a run we don't we're not bored nowadays anymore we're always mm-hmm. too busy to be bored yeah and so the space to be bored is actually beautiful and mm-hmm. so even saying that to them of oh you're bored right now oh that's beautiful yeah congratulations <laughs> okay what's gonna come out of this like you have so much beauty inside of you one of the things i've been loving referring to people as is universes and so thinking of like your children as universes and whenever they get bored it's because they've reached a brink of the universe and so now it's time for a new endeavor you know it's a new discovery a new adventure a new understanding of okay you have these minutes as a child there's so many of these minutes in your life let's make the most of them and use your boredom to and you're as complicated and complex as a universe. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much in there that you haven't come to the end of your rope at all. You've just come to the end of this. So yeah. press on and move forward. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And create a space of brainstorming with your children as young as you can to saying, oh, you don't know what to do? Okay, well, there's this option. you have any options in mind? Oh, you mm-hmm. could draw? Okay, you also have a bike. You could use that. And so having instead of responding to their boredom with, yeah, go figure something out, Mm -hmm. be a problem solver and knowing, oh, these are all the things I've set up for you so that when you get bored, you can work on drawing, you can work on these things and play through these different things. And uh, and I think that even with that, the thing that comes to mind is when they do come to you and they're bored, that might be a trigger, like you said earlier, Mm -hmm. that they need some mama time. They Mm -hmm. need some attention. They need some... And so you might just take five or 10 minutes and say, you know what? I'm bored doing the dishes too. Let's Mm -hmm. sit down and do something together and fill each other's little cup up or include them. You know what? I'm bored too, but I think together we'd have a lot more fun if Mm -hmm. we finish whatever task that you're working on. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's valuable too. As we talk about play and we talk about summertime, including your kids in your world Mm -hmm. and then joining them in their world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I guess I, I've, I just, um, we talked about what kids should play with. What are some things that you remember from your childhood that mm-hmm. built you and your vocabulary and who mm-hmm. you are? And because you are very different because this, mm-hmm. I feel like the sisters played one thing and the brothers played another thing. And where Mackenzie lines up is she's got three big sisters and three little brothers. Mm-hmm. And so you bridged the gap so well between mm-hmm. the brothers and the sisters. And so just share with um, everybody, what are some things that you remember playing with? Mm-hmm. I think one of the most formative things is that I played with my siblings. Mm-hmm. And so because I had Macy above me and Michael below me, 
I was playing with Legos and American Girl dolls or American Girl dolls with Macy and then Legos with Michael and uh, Rescue Heroes with Michael, but Barbies with Macy. And so I really did get to use a lot of different things for my words. And so for parents who are like afraid of their kids playing with not gender specific toys, like any toy is a helpful thing to communicate with and so don't be fearful if your kid is using a toy that you're like whoa what no that's like totally it's okay to let your kids express with whatever toys that currently they're curious about they're using um and so with that for me everything was an opportunity to express or communicate and I think that it was more playing with my siblings was a bigger well and uh, I think about like life skills like some Mm -hmm. of the things you were saying earlier um, when we were talking about getting a cash register Mm -hmm. and like Sebastian has a trash truck to play with (laughs) and just getting those those almost real life a a broom and a mop that's their size or Mm -hmm. little dishes that are their size or um building blocks or superheroes just the different things that Mm -hmm. they can engage in to it's almost practicing adulting mm-hmm. a little bit for sure and so to get to play with those different toys and mm-hmm. and see that that is i don't know like i feel like that madeline wants to have six kids because she, when she was a little girl she played with dollies all mm-hmm. the time she and i know that was my story i know that that's what i did yeah. Um, and then let's talk about technology a little bit mm-hmm. in this world. I think that sometimes as parents, it's so hard to compete with technology mm-hmm. that um, that superhero figurines are not near as mm-hmm. fun as watching the movie or playing a video game mm-hmm. where you can interact in that. And so what is your, the classes that you're taking saying about mm-hmm. technology and what's your, because you, I think you were probably, you're way, you were way more technology than the girls were, mm-hmm. but not near as much technology as the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I could do a whole other podcast <laughs> on gaming and technology and based and on what I'm learning. <laughs> yes, because it's a whole other world. Uh, and so with that, with your little people, especially younger than like 10, 11, their craving is to play. Like they, mm. that is what they desire and want to do. And so what you're teaching them whenever you put a screen in front of them is this is how you entertain yourself. But whenever you play with them, this is saying this is how you develop yourself and this is the real world. And so as helpful as the screens are to give them exposure to things that they don't yet know, when they play with actual physical toys, it is teaching their brains and their hands and right. their whole bodies right. how to like play with something. Mm, to interact, literally. Yeah, yeah. to interact. To feel is the it, t- you know, yeah. feel, taste it, see it, yeah. And the kinesthetic learner to look at a screen is not getting what they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all people benefit from learning from multiple senses. And so whenever you're seeing and hearing from a screen, yes, that's helpful, but it's just worth it to figure out how to let your kids play and so parents who are having a hard time keeping their boundaries for when the kids watch and when the kids don't just keep it up like just know that the minutes that the kids spend not watching a screen will be more marking than those whenever they do and so they'll think yeah i remember all those blippy episodes that i watched oh but do you also remember that time whenever we played outside and made up this game and it was so much fun they could have made up that game one time but watched thousands of blippy episodes and they would remember this memory honestly i would say more than the hours that they watched 
Yeah, that's so good. So no condemnation, no judgment, no mm-hmm. conviction, but just, and you, and you know it, we know it as parents that it's much more valuable for them to have an interactive play with something and someone and mm-hmm. not a screen. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. Okay, Kins, is there anything else that we need to know that I've not touched base on mm-hmm. that you've learned in your play class to inspire and encourage our parents to, one, play with their kids, and two, mm-hmm. and help their kids play, you know, and see that. I love the, I love the flip on it, that it's, it's, kids, it's kids' work, it's mm-hmm. kids' vocabulary, it's, what, it's their language, it's, it's, it's building them and who they are. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, they lo- and I love how seriously they take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so, and they're so in, yeah. Yeah. The last thing I would just say is that you, it's important for you to play too. And so yeah, that's good. If you're finding it hard to play with your kids, then have fun. Like go do something that you have fun with. And if you're only using words to articulate, if you're having a hard time articulating, like grab some toys and try to tell your husband how you're feeling in the middle of your fight. Use your toys. You know, it's like <laughs> it's so good. helpful to be that's like good. you're being like a cheater right now and I uh, need you to be like this teddy bear and I don't know what to do, you know, like that's use good. the toys to play and articulate too because it will give you greater perspective. Oh, that is so good. I absolutely love that. And I just think it's so valuable for us to know as as parents that our kids want to have fun with mm-hmm. us. They want us to be fun and they want us to play with them. And if you just say, hey, I, I think I want to play today, watch them light up. Mm-hmm. They will love it. And if you don't want to play what they're playing, if they're really, they love, like Don hate, did not love playing Barbies with mm-hmm. the girls. And so he found something that he loved playing and mm-hmm. he was so good at playing. He was mm-hmm. so good at coming home and playing with you guys. And so find something that mm-hmm. you guys that you that you think is fun. I, I mean, even a bike ride. You know, mm-hmm. go into the like I sit out in the um, in the backyard and play with the grandbabies, and we play with little bulldozers and rocks, mm-hmm. and they absolutely love it. And there's just something that is so. I don't even know what is it soothing to the soul maybe mm-hmm. to play mm-hmm. you know to color Macy sat down and painted the other day water mm-hmm. painted and she was like oh wow this is so helpful mm-hmm. to my this is so satisfying yeah and so I just think is I just think is as parents we need to understand that that mm-hmm. that play is good for our kids it's good to join them and it's actually good for us mm-hmm. and it's not a waste of your time or theirs it's not mm-hmm. remember that it's not it's an investment yep. in you and in in your time mm-hmm. Okay, and so anything else? Mm-mm. Okay, so I just want to wrap us up with just Ecclesiastes. I actually love the book of Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. the, where, the, where it says meaningless, meaningless, but that's not the one I'm <laughs> quoting today. The one that I want to talk about is Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, and I'm not going to read all of it, but you're gonna, it's going to be familiar because you're going to know it, but it's for everything there is a season, mm-hmm. a time for everything under heaven. And then it just goes on to say a time to be born, die, plant, pluck, planted, kill, heal, break down build up weep you know Mm -hmm. goes through all the things but I just want you to know that this is the time Mm -hmm. for everything there's a season and your kids are only little for so long Mm -hmm. and you're only going to get to play with them for so long you're only going to get to learn the language that they are playing that they are living with as they live under your roof you know you've only got so many summers with them and so I just want to encourage you to invest in this season and invest in playing with them and invest this summer and in getting to know them at a new level on their playing field 
All right, thanks, Ken. Thanks for being our local expert. Woo woo. <laughs> All right, go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com. <laughs>